Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Exciting activity at LU this week. Faculty and staff convocations were last week. Students began move-in last Thursday and classes start tomorrow. And the first Cardinal football game is this Thursday night. Talk about <laughs> getting a, a, a very quick start. Uh, we haven't had a, a Thursday night football game in a long time. So Thursday, August 29th, Cardinals will take to the field there at Provo Sunfree Stadium. We're real excited about that. And, um, you know, I had never attended a convocation. I just came to Lamar in January, so I really didn't know what a convocation was about. But I've been to seven now, seven convocations. Really, they're, they're big get-togethers of the key people at LU. And we had a, a new faculty member convocation, a full faculty and staff convocation. And then each of the Lamar University's five colleges had convocations. We also had a, like a provost kickoff, which was kind of the, um, kind of a convocation. And, and at the full faculty and staff convocation, Dr. Evans, who was our guest uh, last week here on the LU Moment, talked about the state of the university. And I loved what he led with, the success of students. You know, when you're a higher ed business, when that's, that's what you're into, the success of students is the goal. So Dr. Evans touched on what some of our students did this summer, and I, and I just wanted to share because I think it's absolutely remarkable what several of our students did. One of our Beck fellows, Cesar Delgado, a senior majoring in English, he's from Port Arthur, he recently returned to Southeast Texas from spending a month in Tijuana, Tijuana, Mexico, where he interviewed three former servicemen who are residing at the Deported Veterans Support House, an organization that aids veterans in achieving self-sufficiency. And uh, he plans on building upon the research that he gathered this summer and completing a book about the lives of deported veterans since 1990. Amazing. Another 2019 Beck Fellow, Omar Hamza, a senior double majoring in chemistry and biochemistry with a concentration in pre-medical studies from Port Natchez, really smart guy, conducted research this summer at Michigan State University and Harvard, where he shadowed and assisted noted mental health researchers in the treatment of survivors of extreme violence, such as those experienced by the Syrian refugees. He completed his work in Jordan, where he interviewed refugees and physicians and on the, on the symptoms that correlate with human devastation syndrome and physician burnout. That's just incredible. These are, these are global problems, and our students are looking for solutions. And one of this year's presidential fellows, Kyle Delk, a senior from Port Natchez, majoring in biology with a concentration in pre-optometry studies, has been serving as a research assistant at the world-renowned University of Houston College of Optometry. And he looked at dry eye disease, working to understand the cause, functions, and dysfunctional behavior of the glands that are crucial for moisture in the eye. Solving problems. The other presidential fellow, Hannah Rumsey, we've had her here on the radio show. She's a junior from Lumberton, who is a double majoring in accounting and finance. And... Um, she spent the summer analyzing, and she told us about this on the radio show, but she spent the summer analyzing the structural difference between Spain's not-for-profit sector and that of the United States. She interviewed professors, experts, 
directors of nonprofit organizations throughout Spain, and then use the analysis and conclusions from that field of study to modify an original survey instrument developed in the U.S., allowing for a more global perspective. Absolutely incredible, uh, not to only not only to get to travel, but to get to do this kind of research at the undergraduate level. And that really distinguishes Lamar University. Our undergraduate students are getting to do a lot of research and uh, working with faculty members and, and others um, in, in groups and doing a lot of research. So these are four outstanding stories about Lamar University students and really exemplifies what all LU offers our students. And it's taking place right here in Southeast Texas, tackling global problems, doing impactful research, changing people's lives at the undergraduate level. Really significant uh, achievements and we're LU proud. So it was a great way to kick off. Uh, the convocation kind of got, uh, I think faculty and staff kind of juiced to hear about uh, student success. And so the academic year 2019-2020 is, is launched. And um, I, I, I decided to invite a guest today who's going to be very busy in this, uh, this academic year. It's Dr. Jeff Foray. And he's been selected as the Distinguished Faculty Research Fellow beginning September 21st through August 31st of 2021. So welcome to the show. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. We're so glad you could join us. So this is kind of a two-year stint. Tell us what the Distinguished Faculty Research Fellow, what, what is that distinction? What does that really mean? Uh, well, in terms of the, the application process, uh, applicants need to uh, demonstrate a record of uh, past productivity in terms of scholarship and uh, a, a proven track record of, of publication, uh, as well as uh, offer some sort of uh, plan for the upcoming years in terms of your research and what you would want to achieve during that time period. Uh, so uh, I went ahead and uh, submitted my application, uh, crossed my fingers, hoped for the best, and uh, uh, got the, the call from President Evans while I was uh, in my car, actually. So, uh, you remember was, the minute it happened, I, I Those do, kinds actually. of things are yes, yeah, I, milestones. I, <laughs> I, was, I was in a remote part of northern Arkansas at the time, actually. Really? Doing he, your research? Uh, no, I was actually driving back to uh, <laughs> Iowa, where I'm from, okay. uh, this summer. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, was, uh, I was quite shocked at the time. Well, it's a really sought-after position. I mean, and, and the, the competition was, was, was stiff. I do know that. Uh, quite a few faculty members went for this. So let's, let's talk about, and I, would, I do want to talk about the research that got you uh, the, this, um, this distinction. But let's talk about um, your, a little bit of your background and where you're from and how you came to Lamar University. Uh, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm a native of eastern Iowa. And uh, I went to a, a small private Catholic college there for my undergraduate experience. And, but one of my... Uh, undergraduate advisors there. He was, he was East Coast. And he said, we've got to get you out of here. You need to see the world. <laughs> so uh, I ended up getting a master's degree at UNC Charlotte uh, in North Carolina, met my wife there. Uh, and then... Um, Lots of goodness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I ended up uh, getting my PhD at the University of Delaware. Uh, and my first uh, position after uh, I completed my degree there was a visiting uh, assistant professor position at James Madison University in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. 
Uh, that was a, a year-to-year position, though. Okay, okay. Uh, and and they, they hired me for, uh, you know, a couple of years. They were willing to give me a third. Uh, but uh, that third year was when uh, the job opening uh, was available at, uh, at Lamar. And it was it was tenure track. And uh, uh, in in history, that that is a big deal. To uh, get a tenure track. Position. Yes. Yes. Well, and we haven't even said you're a social historian specializing in Southern history. When did that specialization kind of come into you? When did you know that's what you were meant to do? Well, uh, I, I knew even as an undergrad, I, I liked sort of the pre-Civil War period. Uh, but uh, it was really um, as a master's student at UNC Charlotte, my first semester, uh, I ended up having a, uh, a professor there who taught an Old South seminar, and and I realized that uh, Southern history was was more going to be my specialty, uh, and and within that slavery uh, specifically. And that's been difficult. I was really interested in reading about um, your work when I saw the the distinguished. Um, faculty research information come through, you've got to go out into the trenches and interview folks um, who really don't have any documentation about, about their history. So, so talk about that. I mean, this is, this is hard-sought information. Yeah, anybody who studies slavery has to be a real archive rat. Uh, th- there are, you know, like the published uh, WPA slave narratives that were gathered in the, the 1930s. Uh, and there's published uh, uh, slave narratives and autobiographies available uh, for free online, you know, through like the Doc South website through the University of North Carolina. Uh, but uh, there's only so much that we can get from that. So uh, I've made a point to uh, to hit the archives to find the really good stuff, which I've found uh, largely in, in court records. Oh, yeah. I, I've made a, a, a most of my uh, career based off court records. Because, Is that courthouse digging? Uh, Is that where you go for that? Uh, occasionally to local courthouses, but uh, in, in a lot of the states, uh, those local courthouse records have been centralized at the uh, the state archives. So you can go to like the Library of Virginia in got Richmond, it, got it. and they're going to have a, a massive collection of material. And, and it's in these court records where you get, you know, testimony, you get depositions, you get coroner's reports. Uh, I can tell just by the way your, your eyebrows are going up. <laughs> that just makes you so excited. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd, I freely admit. Uh, and... And, and, and in those cases, you actually hear, you know, from the slaves themselves at the time, you know, because they can testify against one another. Uh, they can't testify against white people. Uh, that was against the law. Oh, wow. But uh, uh, that's where you get these these real nitty gritty uh, episodes and, of daily mm-hmm. life. You know, here's how things happened. Right, right. And, and you've written several books. Let's talk about let's talk about your research has has led to these books. And I think that's why um, that was the the uh, productive part of what you were able to show for this this fellowship. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've 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 been fortunate. I've had some some good publishers help me out. Um, well, I think you're being very humble. Let's talk about the first book. Uh, the first book uh, was Race Relations at the Margins, uh, Slaves and Poor Whites in the Antebellum Southern Countryside. That, that was the one. A that, short title. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you don't always have to use the, the, the stuff after the semicolon right, right, right. Uh, or after the colon. Um, 
that began life as my dissertation. Okay. Uh, and, and that one was a, a book that analyzed the range of relationships between slaves and, and poor white folks uh, in the Old South. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but mm-hmm. be, because, you know, th- there, there was this uh, historical assumption uh, at the time I started writing that, that there was just this invariable racial hatred between the two groups. And as I got into the court records and, and church records is also something that I look at, uh, I was finding that that's only part of the, the case, that there's actually uh, a whole interracial subculture of, of drinking and gambling and uh, carousing all, together. Yes, yeah. carousing, yeah. Uh, uh, all kinds of, of interactions along that line. So that was quite fun, actually. Next publication. Uh, the, the the next major one, uh, I did a textbook in there, but that's a textbook. Uh, the, the next major one that I did uh, was uh, Slave Against Slave, uh, Plantation Violence in the Old South. Uh, that was the uh, uh, a book that actually won the Frederick Douglass Book Prize. Uh, in a 2016, yes, yeah, that was uh, given by the the Gilder Lerman Center and yes. uh, Yale University for the uh, the best book published in the fields of slavery and abolition. Wow! Uh, Congratulations! In that, uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, in that calendar year, so um, that book examined violent encounters uh, that took place uh, within the slave quarters themselves to mm. find out. Uh, what we could learn about slave life and culture, you know, outside the purview of the master. Because uh, obviously we know that slavery as a labor system is is grounded in violence. violence. Without violence, slavery but can't exist. But there was exist. also violence within the... Right, uh, mm-hmm. among the slaves themselves. So uh, we, I, I just want to take a look at that uh, and, and see what we could learn uh, about life inside the quarters uh, through that lens. We're running out of time, but tell us about your most recent book that's going to be published here soon. Uh, the one coming out is William's Gang, uh, A Notorious Slave Trader and His Cargo of Black Convicts. This will be out uh, later this fall uh, with Cambridge University Press. It is about a Washington, D.C. slave trader named William H. Williams, uh, kept a, a slave jail called the Yellow House in Washington, D.C., within sight of the wow. U.S. Capitol. Wow. And the story I tell, he purchases 27 enslaved convicts out of the Virginia State Penitentiary in Richmond under an agreement to carry them outside the United States of America as an alternative to execution. Instead, he shows up with them in New Orleans. And now he says he's on his way to Texas to sell them because this is 1840 and Texas is a foreign country. Uh, But he is arrested in New Orleans. His slaves are confiscated. And that's going to set off about a 30-year battle in the courts over possession of these slaves. Great story. And people can take your class at Lamar University. What is your class? They certainly can. Well, this fall I'm offering a slavery and gender course. Amazing. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being at Lamar University. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Congratulations on all you're doing. Um, Dr. Jeff Foray, one of the amazing faculty at Lamar University here on the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast.